This is an ABC podcast. It's Kaya Hanley, and today on the podcast, something, well, terrifying. Someone sent me hashtag DIY dentistry. What's about to happen? (gasps) That shed is filthy. I do not recommend you do this at home at all. So why are you doing Uh, it? I am. Who the hell needs to go to a dentist when you get a Dremel? No! Stop right there. I cannot watch any more DIY dentistry videos on social media. Let's go to the experts. Strap in. You know someone who needs love right now? Your dentist. Since lockdown, your dentist has been very busy. Lots of busy looking at all those neglected mouths that we couldn't get checked while COVID ran rampant. So a lot of people took... And it terrifies me to say this. A lot of people talk to doing it themselves. Quite scary to think that some people can be so easily influenced by social media. Heather Kavanagh there from Hunter Dental Group. And I have done it for you. I have watched video after video of DIY dentistry and I do not recommend it. It is horrifying. Heather and her team has been watching these TikToks too. Seeing people try some pretty dumb stuff. Oh, look, there's some scary people out there. (laughs) I think it varies, really. There's time, the cost, people's priorities, appointment availabilities. Like often um, our our public dental system at the moment is at capacity. Like often, even if it's not a fear, it's just, you know, having the time to make it a priority, getting in during working hours, you know. Mm. It's a... It's a bit of a complex situation at times to try and even, you know, the willing people navigating a a time to get them in can be difficult. Yeah. I am starting to hear some DIY dentistry stories. Can we talk about this? Um, Is this this something you're seeing too, people taking it upon themselves? Oh, we have seen it. We've heard it. I've seen all the famous TikToks, you know, you do DIY teeth whitening and... And there's um, some DIY orthodontics, so people trying to move their teeth with elastic bands. And whilst we don't advise it, um, yeah, it is being done. It's quite scary to think that some people can be so easily influenced by social media. But um, we, do, we really highly do not recommend these forms of dentistry. We have TGA approval in Australia for a reason. Let's stick to what we know is evidence-based. <laughs> Wait, what, what, are people use, what, what are people using to do DIY orthodontry? I'm not sure if I want to know, but I also do. Oh, they're putting like an elastic band around their teeth, trying to create movement. And whilst, you know, it possibly may move in, the, in this interim, it's... Um, it's not going to stay there because as soon as you remove your elastic band, it's going to relapse back. And often they're not moving it in the right direction, so mm. it's causing other occlusal problems. And, yeah, it's best to be avoided. My head is shaking furiously. No, no, no. But, I mean, it's good to know that TikTok may not have all the answers. But the struggle to afford or even get into a dentist can be real for the hunter, for heaps of us. And Heather reckons that's getting pretty bad. There's both aspects of this. There's, you know, you've got your low socioeconomic status, but you've also got your people who can afford to come to the dentist. I think there's many factors. So you've got time. Time is a big thing and and clinic working hours. That's a big thing. So potentially extended hours might make a difference to more weekend availability, but it's finding people who, you know, who are available to work as well at the moment, very, very difficult. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the public system can could do more. It's it's just getting those policies changed, really. So with all of this, is being a dentist worth it? 
Working with anxious children who are just so, so afraid and, you know, they start with just a little shaking mess in the chair and after a couple of months or a couple of years, they, you know, they bounce into the clinic. They're excited to be there. They walk out with a prize. It's always, it's always very rewarding. You may have thought the Johns brothers were pretty good at footy or at least heard people in your family talk about the glory days of the Newcastle Knights. Well, move on over. There's some new siblings in town. I've been looking forward to to playing with Han since I can remember. Um, she's always been my role model and someone I've I've looked up to out of out of everyone, and I can't wait to play alongside her. So, oh, that's so sweet. That's Jessie Southwell there, the newest Newcastle Knights women's signing, and she'll be teaming up with her sister Hannah, who's already on the team. You might be thinking, "Gosh, my siblings don't talk to me like that." Don't worry. There's still that sibling rivalry you know and love. I know that if she misses a tackle or doesn't do something right, that I'll be right there to tell her you've done something wrong. So, um, yeah, she she kind of just has to pull her head in sometimes. But, yeah, if she'll, she'll pull my head in if I'm not doing the right thing as well. So we kind of just know that do your job, otherwise, you know, when you get home, you'll be ripped into. <laughs> hey, Hannah. Got anything to say about that? Yeah, look, I think that was rubbish. No, <laughs> she, um, she's, she's going to be our halfback, so whatever she says kind of goes. Um, I've accepted that fact. took me a while, um, but no, she, she is going to control us from, um, from our try line to, to the goal line. So, um, yeah, whatever she says kind of goes, and I'm just very excited for her to get on the field and, and start playing with um, our quality side. Let's get back to the footy because it's been a big few weeks for the younger of the sisters, Jessie. She is just back from the Commonwealth Games, taking gold with Australia in the Rugby Sevens. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's different and I don't think it's sunk in yet and I'm not sure when it will. But um, yeah, I haven't really thought about it. It's kind of just been go, go, go. So yeah, it's, it's kind of gobsmacked. <laughs> Jessie's pretty confident the transition for her from union to league is going to be all right. Footy is footy. Like, it doesn't really matter what type of footy you're playing. And, um, yeah, whatever you're playing, you just it's the same kind of process. You just you get ready and you get ready to run hard and tackle hard and that's about it. For older sister Hannah, apart from throwing some dirty looks at her sister when she might say something a little sus at training, she's just ready for the whole Newcastle Knights women's team to hit the field. No, like, we're looking really good. Um, we just can't wait to get on the field and start playing. Uh, pre-season has been pretty hectic, but that's to be expected. You need to be fit, ready to go and, and start playing good footy. So, um, yeah, the combinations are looking really good, especially having Jessie back. And, um, yeah, like I said, we're just ready to start playing on the field. Bring it on, I say, up the nights. That's what you need to know around the Hunter for today. Make sure you hit subscribe on this podcast wherever you're listening, or even better, tell your buddies. And as always, I'll see you tomorrow.